Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. It's 5 o'clock. Lawrence under center. Gonna leap over and where do they mark it? No. No. He did not get there. This is a Wild Card Week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at WarrenAllen.com. Primetime with Isaac and Sue on 1080. Nobody's quitting on this team. The Fan. All right. Welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little Tuesday. It's Rop and Sue's. Uh, my name's Rop. It's my last name, though. First name, Isaac. Uh, Jason's canic right over there. Right here. <laughs> they call him Souk, and you can probably figure out why. Maybe not. I don't know. I am often perplexed at people that ask me. Why? <laughs> why? Like, why Souk? Hey, Jason Soukanik, why yeah. do they call you Souk? Doesn't seem. <laughs> hey, why do they call you Rob, Isaac Rob? <laughs> Same thing. Just a little easier, Souk, than Soukanik. We've got Jordan Schultz over there. <laughs> A.K.A. Schultzy. Rebranded as Schultz. Happy to be with us for what, another couple weeks. Uh, I think so. I think like the 25th is my last day. Just trying to do the math in my head, but I'm terrible at math. So <clears throat> I tell you that uh, that paternity leave thing's a great deal. I think he got like 12 weeks. Ryan Buckley is actually still our producer. He's just had a baby this whole time, and now he's. I believe he's MIA. also getting paid. By the way, that yeah. son of a bitch. You know what he? Yeah. Oh yeah, you get paid. Unbelievable. He texted me after robbing the bank yeah. and wanted his picks in on Friday. Oh, for God's sake! And I sakes. said, no, 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 no. no, no, no <laughs> you no, know no, what no. time that, we do uh, it. You know that's right. Some seven and nine BS right there. We're That's about right. winning championships, Buckley. Um, coming up here, we will uh, reminisce about the Pac-12. We had Black Tuesday, surprise NFL coach firing, which we must discuss. Yeah, we may get a Black Wednesday because we still haven't seen anything on the whole Bill uh, yeah. Belichick. That's true. Situation. Uh, coming up in the club tonight, um, I had a question about a cigarette flicker. A cigarette flicker. Yeah. You know I, how you know oh how people yeah. do. I don't see many people smoking nowadays. You know, it's just not something I see on my day to day. Well, we're getting smarter. Yeah. Well, I mean, like vaping. Although, didn't they ban the? Didn't vaping undergo a ban, or was it just flavored tobaccos? I thought that was kicking in as well. Well, uh, it's the whole marketing to kids thing, which I I hate that argument. It's not like adults don't like chocolate or or strawberry. It's like ooh, the cotton candy flavors for the kids. Like, no, forty five year old people like that too, weirdos. Nice. Uh, almost got a Schultz soapbox there, but I think he backed off. Yeah, I thought he was going hard on that one, yeah. and then someone had to think of the kids. Then he called them weirdos and <laughs> called it a day. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. Uh, we also have uh, leftover from last night the seven most overrated vacation destinations in the world. Mm. Um, this is definitive. Uh, that'll be in the club, six to seven. Right now, the hot 
five at five. Oh! Hot topics, hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot Five at Five. That's hot. The Hot Five at Five on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot Five at Five with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you on the fan by Victorico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Online at victoricos.com. Number five. Well, 64-year-old Colts owner Jim Ursay, uh, many have been saying that he's been MIA for the last few weeks. Yeah, we thought maybe something had to do with the whole, you know, DUI interview, the white billionaire that he was laying low. Turns oh, yeah. out, no. I forgot about that. He said, what did he say? He the- said the only reason he got arrested is because he was a white billionaire. <laughs> he and got that he profiled. Did, and he, did, he doubled down and was like, yeah. I don't care. He goes, you don't understand what it's like being a white billionaire. <laughs> he said that. Oh, Andy or Kramer? Man. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, they are now saying he is being treated for a severe respiratory illness. Yes. So, look. Rest in peace. I got nothing good to say about Jim Ursay, but I don't want the guy to die. Yeah, I don't think he's the worst guy in the world. I just think he's... He's a lot for me. He's Well, he's an addict. He's uh, a bad addict. Uh, no, he's sober, and he'll tell you that. Yeah, I know. They keep saying that. But I don't... One, I don't believe that. But two, you, once an addict, you're always an addict. Even if you're sober, you're an addict. He also, he also claimed on the DUI that he was not drunk. His hips were just sore, and that's why he couldn't walk the straight line. He's yeah. such a douche. It's hard being a billionaire, though. It white, is. An old white billionaire. I it's, bet that is right. Yeah. So many disadvantages. I'd like to give it a whirl. I'd like to be discriminated against as an old white billionaire. The Grizzlies have lost John Morant for the season. He'll uh, have shoulder surgery. That kind of came out of nowhere. I guess he got hurt over the weekend training. And they, they yeah. he, had a, he had a partially separated shoulder, and then they went in and, and looked at it. And they didn't think originally it was a big deal. Turns out there's a labrum tear in there, and they were like, well, welcome to the season-ending uh, injury list. Yeah, here. so they only won six games without him. You know, he had served that 25-gamer. Well, he came back, though, and immediately was like dynamite. When he came back, they won six games with him. Six out of nine. They yeah. were six and three. Yep. So they... So, anyway, their season's shot. Pacers' uh, Tyrese Halliburton out a few weeks. He has a grade one hamstring strain. That looks scary. Like, a bunch of people were slipping last night on the court, and uh, and he went down, too, and, and originally thought that that thing was going to be way worse. But you know, keep an eye on that, though. Hamstrings, look at the James Harden one. Those can be tricky and linger for a long time. Your Zers are back out there tonight. Into the first quarter, it is not going well. They are in New York against the Knicks, and New York is leading 38-22. Mm. So... That's Only not. on pace to lose by 64 tonight. <laughs> your, your man do up wreath with uh, zero points. No way. He does have a rebound, though. Grant's Oregon opens 12-1 to to win the college football championship next season. Uh, that is good for sixth best odds, tied with Ole Miss, of all teams. Uh, the odds on favorite is Georgia, shockingly, followed by Alabama, Ohio State, Texas, and Michigan. <laughs> What? Wow, I no one could have predicted that at all. I guess Ole Miss being up there, though. I mean, people like what Ole Miss has come back, and I guess they cleaned up in the portal as well. They lost their best running back, though, to Ohio State. I don't trust Kiffin. Yeah. Uh, Washington is down there at 40-1. to 1. Well, they lose a lot, and the recruiting class isn't fantastic. And, uh, yeah, the Huskies today losing uh, receiver Jalen Polk. He enters the NFL draft. I will be very interested to see what kind of year Washington has next year. 
The uh, Dolphins have signed a couple of uh, pass rushers, a couple of bros. They don't have anybody left. They lost three linebackers last week. Yeah. They don't have their two best pass rushers. They're both out for the year. Waddle has been banged up. Howard was banged up. Tyreek's playing on a bum ankle. I mean, they need warm bodies. They had Melvin Ingram in coverage last week, for God's sakes. Even if they called me, I wouldn't play because <laughs> it's supposed to be like zero degrees. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be uh, negative one at kick, yeah. and that's without windshield. Yeah, so no thanks. I, I'm sure I'll, Miami's going to go into that situation and be great. I'll stay on my couch. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, they signed linebacker Justin Houston and uh, former Seahawk Bruce Irvin. <laughs> Who knew Bruce Irvin was still around? Well, I knew Bruce Irvin was still around. I did not know Justin Houston was still around. Look, if you at some point rushed a quarterback in the NFL, please uh, give them the Dolphins a call because they would like to speak to you. Steelers will uh, not be moving off of Coach Mike Tomlin, but the rumor around the league is he may take a Sean Payton type of leave of absence and sit out for a year, although nothing official there. Pittsburgh will be without T.J. Watt against the Bills on Sunday. Uh, they will be starting uh, Mason Rudolph as QB1. Do you think Tomlin just he's just had enough? He's going to be like, look, when you find me a quarterback not named Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph, I will come back and coach. Yes, yeah. I think that's what Peyton Until did. then, I'm not doing this. Yeah. So he loses Roethlisberger, and he's like, ah. All right, I've showed my value. There's not much else I can do without a quarterback. Call me when you go. Sean Payton loses Drew Brees. He's like, I'm out of here. So, yeah, I think that's very possible. Uh, and then the uh, firing today was Titans coach Mike Vrabel getting the ax after six seasons. 54-45 uh, and 45 his record, one AFC title game, but he also had two one-and-dones in the playoffs. In these last two seasons, they were both losing seasons. They went 13-21 and 21 combined. Some of that, again, is look at the quarterbacks that he's had to deal with. I think he is a top six or seven coach in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. Now, you can criticize him because he's made some poor uh, coordinator hires, like after Arthur Smith left, but... He's a hell of a coach, and one of the better coaches uh, 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 as an underdog. Like, he wins games and keeps teams in games that they have no business. He's kind of like Mike Tomlin in that way. And I guess, like, the Titans came out and said that the they, they were going to trade him because he's going to be a valuable commodity. And they literally said that they thought it was going to take too long. You want to know how crappy an organization is? When you come out and be like, yeah, I know we could have gotten some from our coach, but we felt like it was going to take too long and it was going to be complicated. So we're just going to fire him. Well, it sounds like he and the GM, they have a new young GM there. Yeah. And they did not see eye to eye no. regarding the vision. And I can't blame Vrabel because uh, it's been weird. Ever since that GM came in there, they've sucked. Yeah. And before that, he had him the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah. Well, it was such a great move when you dealt A.J. Brown and drafted Traylon Burks. Great swap. I mean, it's... So I don't blame Vrabel. And then the Levis pick and then the, the Malik Willis pick. I mean, look, that's just... I'm glad that he's getting out of that crappy organization. And if you have a coach uh, spot available... My first call would be to that man. That's a, that's a good coach right there. Victorico's Mexican food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Order now at victoricos.com. They bring you the hot five at five. We will talk about Mike Vrabel's firing and what will you remember most about the Pac-12? A eulogy. It's 515 on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is a Wild Card Week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at warrenallen.com. On 1080 The Fan. Yeah, Mike Vrabel out in Tennessee and... Um, just poking through the 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 new GM, Ran Carthon is his name. He came out today and he said, Oh, we had no problems of Rabel and I. As a matter of fact, I consider him a friend. Oh yeah. He said he never had any issues with him and they were in lockstep. So he's probably just lying. Sure. But it just it sounds like an ego thing with with between just like an ego battle between mm-hmm. the new GM and and Vrabel. And Vrabel's got a point because He's the one that had him in the AFC Championship game two years. What was that, 2021? Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. They were the number one. With Ryan Tannehill. With Tannehill, exactly. Like The best quarterback that he's dealt with is Ryan Tannehill. So So I don't know how they couldn't see that he's one of the best coaches in the league. Look, if I'm Washington, I'm calling Vrabel and saying, can you go get Arthur Smith? Uh, and just have it be a little package deal. Just redo the old Titans. Redo the old Titans. Bring in Tannehill while you're at it. <laughs> or or take one of the top three quarterbacks. I think they have the number two or number three overall pick. Pick your quarterback. You've already got some talent there. Bring in a very smart OC. Bring in a very good head coach. And just and, and by the way, both good guys, ball accounts. And just reset that culture there in Washington. Don't outthink this thing. Go get Mike. Go get Smith. Put them together. Yeah, that's why you wait to hire a coach, right? Like, you just want to see, you know, maybe Belichick will be out there. You might have Vrabel, Belichick, and Harbaugh sitting out there. Yeah. You know. All very, uh, I mean, you're literally talking about the greatest coach of all time, and then two coaches that have been very successful, including one coming off a national title that's seemingly just, better uh, as an NFL coach than he is a college coach. And I know this Rand Carthon guy has made a couple good draft picks, but I'm not sure how they got so bad so fast. You know, like Tannehill, I know, obviously couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. And this this new GM drafted Will Levis. Maybe that's the root of uh, the issue is that um, Vrabel didn't seem very willing to throw Levis out there. Yeah. Until he absolutely had to. And Levis looked pretty good yeah. in his defense. I don't know he's about got that. Some, I don't know about that. He's got some, you know, come on. He showed some signs that that was not a bust of a draft pick. 
I don't believe that they have a quarterback, but that's just me. Well, that's I, not I, what I said. I yeah. said he showed some signs that that's not a bust of a— I mean, we said the same thing about Jordan Love, and now look. Yeah. So it's like Will Levis showed enough that's like, okay, that's intriguing. You can't say the GM totally effed that up yeah. uh, yet, anyway. So there's that, and then you have Derrick Henry kind of getting older. But outside of that, I don't really know why they got so bad so fast. Because Vrabel is a good coach. He is a good coach, but not hitting on enough uh, draft picks and, and age. One, the quarterback is the biggest thing. You know in this league that when you you don't have a quarterback, it's really hard to win. And Tannehill for a while was a Kurt Cousins-level quarterback. He was. He was solid. And as he, as he aged out and got worse... You know, it it, it it was glaring. And they never had great weapons, but they got rid of their best tight end. They got rid of their best receiver in A.J. Brown. Derrick Henry certainly isn't the player that he used to be. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, you had some injuries. Um, you traded away, you know, uh, Kevin Barrett, who's one of the best uh, secondary guys in the league that, again, just a, a little bit of an aging defense that was no longer able to carry you. And you add all those things up and... Look, Tennessee is in a lot of games. They just could never quite get over the hump. And so I, I don't think it's it's one thing. This is just the nature of the beast in the NFL that as you age, if you don't have an influx of young talent and you miss on quarterbacks, they drafted the future of, of their team twice. And Willis is a complete bust. And Levis is the definition of a project. So and, and you put that with an offensive team that isn't very talented and you have the Tennessee Titans. Well, mistake, but I get it, you know. Uh, ego and battling for uh, power and yeah. and all that, uh, but I, I just think that good franchises don't let that stuff get in the way, right? No. Bad franchises do, and yeah. that's what Tennessee looks like. Like for to me, Vrabel. You mentioned Washington. That's a good hire. I, I think Washington's a really good job. As a matter of fact, of the jobs open, Washington might be the best one mm -hmm. because of their new owner. But. Um, Vrabel obviously fits in New England if, if they move off of Bill Belichick. But the other one where I think he just fits perfectly is Pittsburgh. Yes. If, if, if Tomlin. Mike Tomlin left, Mike Vrabel is the perfect guy to slide in for Tomlin, and he'll be there for 20 years, and he'll be damn good. You it, Yes, and it's, it's just a it's, it's another version of Tomlin that can get a lot out of uh, a situation that doesn't appear on paper to be elite. I'd like to see what Vrabel could do with – a, a real quarterback and a talented roster because the guy obviously brings the toughness and, and, and a good, you know, you know, acumen to it. And his, his teams play good defense and, you know, Tennessee, even when they're bad, Tennessee is, is just one of those teams that is always in games and they've won a couple divisions. And so well, I, I just, I just think you're silly if you have a, an opening and you're not contacting him. Yeah. And I think, you know, you said with Arthur Smith out there, cause the Falcons fired him. Yep. He'll probably go back with Vrabel. I would hope so. Because I don't, I don't see Arthur Smith getting another head coaching job. Do you? Not anytime soon. So if that was a good relationship, and 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 I don't know that it wasn't. I haven't seen anything that that's that was a, a rocky thing. He's left obviously to take a head coaching job. Why wouldn't you try to get the band back together with a young quarterback? It's just that's that's that that's a no brainer for me. Like if you're Carolina, what are you doing? And I don't know if they would take that job because I think it's a mess. But if you're Carolina and you're trying to change the culture and, and you've got a young quarterback and you're trying to get someone to mentor him and you need to bring some toughness and some like uh, like a, a legitimacy to your to your organization, there you go, Carolina. Yeah, they released their 
I don't know if these agents for the for the top guys like Harbaugh or Vrabel or whomever Vrabel, of course, that just happened today. But um, I don't know if they tell teams, yeah, my guy's not interested or whatever. Yeah. But Carolina has already put out their list of candidates. Yeah, they're. Did it, you see that? It's the most open I've ever seen a coaching. They're like, search. we have nine people that we are interviewing, and here are the nine. Strange. And they're all coordinators. Yeah. Like Jim Harbaugh is not on it. Yeah. Uh, Vrabel's not on it. Yeah, I, again, I, I I do think so. Maybe those guys. Maybe Harbaugh has already told no Carolina, yeah. I'm not interested in that stupid gig. Yeah, I, I think that that is a. Uh, <laughs> I said Carolina. If you're smart, you call those guys, but. To be fair and to be honest, they're not. That's one of those you're only taking that job if there isn't a better one available, and there are better ones available. And like, remember when Cleveland had this? Who was the who did Cleveland go out and get? They got like that special teams coordinator that was like their 18th choice. It was like no one wanted that job. Mm. Like you, eventually, you some, after Hugh. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who that was. It was a it was a special teams guy who didn't last long. Even his daughter was like, "Really? Like you took the Cleveland job?" Find out who it was like Joe something or other. Bit in Tony. You're, you're not thinking of Tom Sula. No, 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 no. Although Tom Sula fits in that same category when the Niners gave him that job. You're like, what? No, it was it was Mike Petton? Yeah, that was Mike Petton. He was before Hugh. Oh, was that before? Yeah. Yeah, they gave it to Mike Petton and everyone like, what? Huh? You gave it to who? Hugh Jackson was the same thing. Like you you yeah. gave him another one. There's just some jobs that are not popular. And I'm telling you, I don't know if there's a lease. A less popular job right now amongst high-profile candidates than the Carolina Panthers. Not only do you have a messy ownership situation, a team that isn't really loaded with talent, you don't have a first-round draft pick, you're married to Bryce Young. And I don't know how many coaches are going to look at Bryce Young and say, sign me up. It's 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 bad there in Carolina. Next Panthers full-time head coach odds. You want those? Yeah. I've got those here from our man Jimmy Shapiro. Kellen Moore is the odds-on favorite, 2-1. to one. Really? Yeah, really. Why? Why does that does that surprise you? I thought maybe the shine had just come off of 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 him a bit, but well, it has. That's why he's yeah. The I guess he's favorite for the crappy Panthers job. I just thought if you said he was a favorite for a job, I wouldn't think he'd be the favorite at any job. But maybe that says something about the Carolina Panthers. Ben Johnson, who is the OC from Detroit, he can do better than that. He's four to one. Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator of the Ravens. Is five to one, and Bill Belichick is seven to one. <laughs> wow! You just give Bill total control, and just be like, whatever you want, Bill. Come on down. The Carolinas are nice. It's you know, it's not a bad bet. What Bill Cowher retired too. Way down there at thirty-three to one, mm-hmm. Raheem Morris. That's not a bad bet. No, thirty-three because, to one because he, that's. I mean, I hate to do this, but that's the only job that he would get. Yeah, like, and he got he, a raw deal. But that's the sort of guy that that. And we'll, he's we'll impressive. Take, I could see him going job. in there and like being like, they're like, oh yeah, this guy totally surprises. I mean, I think you just hear a lot of good things about Raheem Morris. Mm-hmm. Of he, course, he was the head coach before. Yeah, he got done dirty. He had the one year, and then <laughs> they they canned his ass. And he's way down there at thirty-three to one, man. Yeah. What's Eric Bieniemy doing? <laughs> He's on the list. He's ever going to get a job? Maybe He's this one? 14 to 1. On <laughs> what are there. his chances of the Washington job be enemies? Zero. They're just not into him there? Zero. Why? There's just... Because they had such a bad year? Yeah, it's just... It's He's not, on their list. It's, it's not happening. He's actually second behind... So the odds of the next commander's head coach, Ben Johnson is the favorite. 
three to one. Eric Bieniemy six to one, along with Jim Harbaugh. He's not taking that. They're not giving him that job. That is a really, really attractive job, and it's not going to Eric Bieniemy. Did we not forget at the beginning of the season that Eric Bieniemy was having a mutiny amongst his players? And let's not act like their fifty-six sacks they gave up and and their quarterback play. He's not getting that job. He's just not. He hadn't been able to get one in like ten so you're years. Saying that's a bad bet. Yeah, that's uh, that's a terrible bet. You might as well just flush your money at that point. That is an attractive job that's going to I'll bet you a high profile, a very high profile candidate takes that. That will not well, be what it Who takes that gig? Well, that might be the Ben Johnson gig. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Well, he is the favorite. He is the favorite. Look at you going out on a limb. Or it might again, if I'm Washington, I call up Rabel right now and be like, come take, come take my job, pick your OC. What do you want? Next Falcons head coach, odds on favorite, Bill Belichick. Really? Three to one. Okay. How about that. Bill down south. And then we have, um, oh, we've got the Titans. They're favoring Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator, okay. for that gig. Belichick's also up there. You know, Atlanta is an interesting gig because if you find a quarterback, that's a good roster. It is. Atlanta is not, and you play in a crappy division. Really, you just have to solve the quarterback issue, which you know, is a big deal, but I don't know. That's, that's, that's a better job than, than, than I think people think. I think I'd like to see Bill Belichick in a dome because he always looks so miserable and cold on <laughs> the sideline. Yeah. What would he do without all the, he doesn't have to wear the nine hoodie layers and all that. I He'll mean, still do it. He'll still wear nine. Yeah, he probably would rip off the sleeves, <laughs> but that is actually, I see Arthur blank doing that. That's, that's definitely an owner that would probably write a blank check for Bill. Next Chargers head coach, odds on favorite, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Minus 150. Yeah. That's almost like a done deal. It this like. was even before the national championship game. The amount of smoke coming out of Ann Arbor. <laughs> it's, it's like they're crowning a new pope. If he doesn't take that job or doesn't get offered that job, I will be stunned. That just seems like that is a done deal. Uh Oh, one other guy that's on this list that I'd forgotten about that I think is just, would be a really good hire, and it could be maybe Washington would be a good hire, this guy, uh, Dan Quinn. Yeah. Dan Quinn's a good coach, man. Yes. And he almost won a Super Bowl, and he is sitting there in Dallas. He's got a good defense in Dallas. 28-3. to three, Guys they, love him. And they, they couldn't hold on, and we view it totally different. I could see him being a real solid hire. Dan Quinn will get another head coaching job yeah, at some point. For just sure. is it this cycle or not. I don't know. All right. Well, some there's hot co- coach talk. Some good coaches out there, though. There always are. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe there. There's usually there aren't. I mean, there there are more veteran coaches this year, like Harbaugh, maybe Belichick, certainly Vrabel, guys like that than yeah. in years past. And maybe Tomlin's out there too. Yeah. If he takes a step down, though, it's like I'm guessing he's just, he doesn't coach. He, he doesn't coach. He's he. Stayed. But yeah, it's usually just. All these coordinators or retreads. Yeah. This year it's kind of interesting with Harbaugh and Vrabel out there. I just like the idea of go again, go find someone that uh that at some point Sean McVay farted on. Go get one of those. Cause Well, who's left? Who's I don't know who's left. They in- showed that in the Washington Dallas game the other day. They were showing the um that you know, that whole coaching tree like Shanahan LaFleur Zach Taylor Jed Fish is part of that although Brandon Staley is part of it on one staff it was Shanahan oh yeah McVay yeah it was Washington I think LaFleur yeah and McDonald and uh uh, McDaniel yeah they were all on the same staff yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> that was that was in in Washington. So where's the fifth guy on that crew? <laughs> Who is that guy? Go, go find, get him. Go find someone that McVeigh farted on once and, and give that guy a See, job. I go with that's that's worked out pretty. I well. go with who Shanahan has farted on. Well, either way, because <laughs> McDaniel's a pretty good coach. Yes, they're they're coaching trees in that sort of mind. Like I love Tomlin. I love Rabel. Um, I just think, especially in, in today's game, where so much of it is it quarterback based, I will always always side uh, on on airing on the, the the offensive side. Find me a coach that can run an offense, that can build an offense, and that can develop a quarterback. Frank Smith is the offensive coordinator in Miami. You ever heard of him? I have not heard of Frank Smith. Seems well, made up. McDaniel. Is he a younger guy? Kind of looks younger. Tua's come a long way, but I don't know. Is that Frank Smith or is that McDaniel? Yeah, I'm looking at he. He kind of looks like a Frank Smith. He looks very... Uh, I don't, know. I don't know. His name is popping up. Yeah. Because that offense is pretty fun. Yeah. Again, that's the whole Ben Johnson thing. Go. Well, that's go. the Shanahan. Like, yeah. 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 You know, find that. Find a bright, innovative guy. Just keep going down the line. You see that coaching matters in this league where, you know, talent, it's not necessarily NASCAR, but it's designed for you not to be able to put together super teams, especially when you have to pay a quarterback, that you better have a coach that can design creative uh, ways to, to score points. I think that's a that's just. It's more important now than ever in this league, and so I, I just don't, I don't understand why that doesn't get leaned on more when it comes to making these sorts of decisions. Yeah, somebody mentioned they thought that Steichen was in on that staff too, and I think that might be right. Really, the, the Colts coach? Good lord! Spe- again, speaking of a guy that did a great job this year with, a, a you know, Anthony Richardson, who the Ross quarterback of all time, and then with a. a retread backup and damn near made the postseason guy did a great job and then look at philly's offense since he left Eh, not so great that was a great hire all right what will you remember most about the pac-12 it's the pac-12 that's next here's schultze this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's a wild card week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. 
Yeah, I was looking at that Washington team. So it was Mike Shanahan was the head coach, mm-hmm. but Kyle was the offensive coordinator. Uh, this was 2013, and the staff was uh, or included Matt LaFleur as quarterbacks coach, Mike McDaniel, wide receivers coach, Sean McVay, tight ends coach, Raheem Morris, secondary coach, and Bobby Slowick, defensive assistant. Good Lord. And I think he is now, I want to say he's in Houston, Bobby Slowick, because his name has popped up. Oh, and he's the offensive coordinator in Houston, yeah. How are they How are they not better? <laughs> so he used to be a defensive guy. Now he's an offensive guy. How is who not better? That's the, with that, well, that, team, Washington? that Washington? Yeah, they were 3-13. and 13. <laughs> What the hell? Yeah, sometimes it's the Jims and Joes. Yeah, exactly. Not the X's and O's. Boy, doesn't that, isn't that right? Doesn't that show you? And I, a lot of those guys were young. Sure. But doesn't right. that show you it's more about the players? Look, if, if you don't have the players, I don't give a damn what coach you have. But, yeah, and, and, and some of those guys, again, when, when you're the tight ends, the receivers coach, you have, you know, your impact on the team is minimal. But it's just, it is a really, really unique collection of talent. And it's fun when you, you see staffs like that and you see how they, they go on. Walsh had a couple staffs like that. And, you know, you see those staffs like early Andy Reid. And you just, you never know. But some of those guys turn out to be just, you know, legends of the game. And it, it's funny that sometimes they all come from the same spot and you wonder how much of like they fed off one another kind of a, a collective group think and pushed and, and, and drove each other that maybe that's yeah. like they, they, they don't become what they what, what they were destined to be if they weren't in that situation in that competitive field well I now want to hire Bobby Slowick yeah I know nothing about him I can't pick him out of a lineup but CJ Stroud was good and their offense was good well I remember when I was in Tampa that Mike Tomlin was our DB's coach and like quality control like he ran the he ran the scout team, so I dealt with him a bunch because I was on the scout team because I sucked. But I've said this before, dude. You just <clears throat> he was he was a non-factor in that Tampa Bay roster, right? And and or on on that team. But you could just if you were around Mike Tomlin for five minutes, you were like, yeah, Mike Tomlin's going to be a head coach. You just yeah, he knew just it. had that it. He's had it. He's just running the scout team, and everyone was like, "Dude, this he just he commanded your respect." But on a staff with Monty Kiffin and John Gruden and Rod Marinelli and uh, uh, Basaccia, who was the, obviously was the the interim guy, and you know th- there were a lot of really we had a, we had a legendary O line coach. There were a lot of really good coaches on that Buccaneer staff that that won a ended up winning the Super Bowl. And again, Tomlin was the low man on the totem pole. And yet, when you look at where all those careers went, who ended up being the best coach, including John Gruden, was Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Mike Tomlin's a better coach than John Gruden was, and he was the DB's coach. All right, next topic. What will you remember most about the Pac-12? We've got about 15 minutes to wrap it up. <laughs> it's over. The Pac-12 is over. <laughs> Although, it might have, in, in two years, it might come back. Well, it's I not, just mean as we know it. Yeah, well, look, look, when it's made up of Boise State and San Diego State and Texas San Antonio, it's not right. going to be the... Yeah, well, know. I don't even call it the Pac-12. <laughs> what is that? It's, it's the Pac-12! So the number is 503-864-6326. That would be the Vancouver Ford text line. Uh, curious thought. If, if anything jumps out, I don't know. I mean, for me, I got to tell you, uh, being from the Midwest, growing up in the Midwest... You know, didn't have a lot of respect for the Pac-12 when I got here. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, that West Coast or the East Coast bias thing is very real. Yeah. And I wasn't even on the East Coast, but it's just like you don't get to see the games a lot, and you just think it's soft football, and they don't play any defense, and uh, the atmospheres aren't great. You know, it doesn't seem like it matters as much, right, out West. Mm-hmm. But I got to say, over the 22, 23 years of, of being here and covering them and 
watching closely, I gained a healthy respect for the league and uh, football out west. Especially this year was great. It was a great season. Yeah. Uh, let's not act like it was a great conference. It wasn't. I mean, occasionally there were years where it was the best, but uh, I just uh, it grew. Once you watch it closely, it definitely I saw its value and it grew on me a lot. It's funny in that I will remember the Pac-12 for being underrated, but at the same time, overrated. At the, at the same time, overrated by people out on the West. It's definitely underrated, right? It's it was it was underrated because there were, like you said, there was quality football out here. Yeah. But at the same time, and I'm not trying to call anyone out, but we I still hear it. Sometimes I hear it on the station. This idea that like we're as good as anyone else. No, you're not. You're just not. Like I, I know that like people out here, you want to believe that you were the SEC and the Big Ten, but you weren't. There were years this year. Well, didn't we learn that last night? Yeah, but there was. There's always that. There's always that little brother chip on your shoulder, and it was ridiculous. But it, it's I, I get why it's there because it was so annoying when you did have good teams, which is why it was fun. You may not like USC. But damn, it was fun when USC went in and whooped some SEC ass. Mm. When USC was king of the mountain, that was the only time that anyone actually looked out here and was like, that's that's real. And USC ran physical football. That wasn't gimmicky West Coast, those defenses and those old lines. The problem with it was it was like, well, USC is real, but everyone else sucks, which is ridiculous. So I, it's funny. I remember it for being overrated and underrated, but my main one that I'll take out of it, two things. One, Piss poor leadership, top to bottom, from uh, from the Hanson days when they they couldn't evolve to the Larry Scott, which turned out to be a giant disaster. Right down to old George, who put the nail in the coffin. That thing was piss poor mis- mismanagement for the twenty years that I've been covering it. And then on a positive note, Pac-12 After Dark is some of my absolute most favorite memories of college football regular season. Is sitting down on a Saturday night. And watching just absolute chaos ensue. And even if it was two teams that I could give two S's about. Arizona versus Washington State. Cal versus Oregon. Or or whatever. There's just something great about sitting my ass down at 10.30 at night. With some leftover cold pizza and watching chaos unfold. I will always have a fondness in my heart for Pac-12 After Dark. Yeah, the USC run was awesome. That's, That's a good one. I had almost... I mean, that didn't jump out when I was thinking, like, what do you think when you think Pac-12 football? I, yeah. USC was not it. Nope. Um, and they were— You know what did? They were me? great. Was the Oregon-Oregon State-Mike Riley-Mike Bellotti matchups. Yeah. Well, for a couple of years, it felt like they were the two best teams and were was, fighting for the Rose Bowl. Was and, it Chip? Well, it was both. By I that mean, time? It was Bellotti and Chip. But there were a couple of years in a row where it was Oregon State and Oregon yep. for the Rose Bowl. Yep. And I just thought, man, that was so cool. Awesome. I don't know. And I and I, I saw a lot of, you know, I grew up going to those games with my, you know, my brother who played at Washington State and, um, you know, covering games. And I just, I I, I, I will miss that. And I don't go to nearly as many games as, as I used to as I've gotten older and, you know, kids and all that. But I just, I, I've been fortunate enough to be a, a, a part of, of so many uh, wonderful games and, and great environments. Um, and I'll take nothing away. Reeser Stadium when it's when it's rocking, and Martin Stadium when it's rocking are great places to see football games. They are. That being said, when Husky Stadium and Autzen Stadium are going, there's 
some of the best environments in all of college football going up to this year to the the UW uh, Oregon game. Incredible. As good a game as I've I've ever seen in person. And, you know, Oklahoma, Oregon at Austin Stadium and, and the Adrian Peterson and the controversy that goes around with that. And and you mentioned some of those games where the Rose Bowl was on the line and the Civil War and some Apple Cups and, and going down and, and watching Rose Bowls and seeing Oregon play Ohio State and Wisconsin, traditional Rose Bowl, Big Ten, Pac-12 matchups. I, I won't forget those. Those are really, really special uh, memories that I'll take with me for 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 getting to, to be a part of those. And And you won't. You won't see those again. 503-864-6326. A few of your texts next. It's 548 on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is a Wild Card Week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at warrenallen.com. On 1080 The Fan. Okay, some of your texts here. We were talking about what you'll remember most about the Pac-12. Well, at least in football, because somebody did mention, you know, the Pac-12 has more national titles and other sports than any other league, which is true. Yeah, it's just unfortunately no one cares. Now it's in the whack. Is that what I read? Did I read that while I was... Really? Isn't that... The whack has more? Or wasn't Oregon... Is it Oregon State going to the whack and other sports? Uh... Am I wrong? I don't know. The whack. The Western, the old Western Athletic Conference? Oh, not the whack. What's the... I was, uh, kinda, I was like, huh? Mountain West. That's what you're thinking of. No, I'm thinking of... Uh, what's the one that the pilots play in? Oh, that's the Pacific that's the, Coast. That's the big sky. The PCC. The PCC? Pacific Coast <laughs> We're doing Conference. great here. Well, I, that's, I, I don't that, know. That's where BYU was playing their teams. I thought Oregon State was moving its sports, its, its non-revenue sports... To the whack or something like that. Did I read? Did I get that drunk on vacation? Uh, no, no. The West Coast Conference voting to add Washington. Yeah. West and Coast, Oregon. not the, so, so yeah, the West, West Coast Sorry. Conference, not That's the Western Athletic Conference. I don't know. Yeah, not the whack. The West Coast. The Wuss. I don't know. How dare you disrespect a organization that I was once a proud member of? What when the I whack? To, when I went to BYU, we were a member of the so, Western Athletic Conference for one year. So the whack is no more, right? The whack is no. I think the whack still exists. Who's in the whack? What? Yeah, the whack is still there. Who's in the whack? Like no one of any sort of relevance. But what? I believe the the Western Athletic Conference is still there. Uh, I get you right here. We've got uh, oh god, um, yeah, like Southern Utah is in it. Uh, really? Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, it's, it's yeah yeah University of Texas Rio Grande. A list yeah. of who's who. What a crash landing for the whack. Was it ever really good? <laughs> Again, the largest mistake that I've ever made in my life was signing up to go play in the Western <laughs> Athletic Conference. Uh, somebody said, when it comes to the Pac-10 or 12, I'll always remember the quarterback shootouts and the bad officiating. A lot of uh, people have mentioned the bad yeah, officiating. Yeah, the bad officiating certainly is a part of it, unfortunately. Again, I, I go down what I feel is the worst call in college football history is the <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma-Oregon. Again. Yeah. They gave Oregon a fumble that they never had, like, at any point. I don't know. I to this day, I still don't know 
how that happened. How you you have you have a fumble, you have an onside kick there where the one team never has it, and clearly the other side comes up with it with the ball and hands it to you, and you're like, nope, this way, <laughs> going this way. And I know a Duck fan, like it's it's great, you won that game, but I, I someone find me a worse call than that where you give the other team the ball where they never had it. And then they tried to double down and be like, no, no, no. Yeah, it would be good if somebody put together the top five worst, worst calls. Pac-12 officiating calls. <laughs> that would be on it. Yeah, there's, there's... And then they had the controversy where, what was the one, it was kind of recently where the guy was in the booth, the Pac-12 official guy was... Yeah, it was like a USC game, and, <laughs> and like it turned out like he was being overruled by someone who wasn't even there, and it was, yeah, it was, it was yeah. bad. The Pac-12 certainly had its fair share of not being able to get out of its own way. And that goes back to... Larry Scott. Poor management, yeah. like you said. That's, uh, that's one of the things that I will always remember is it was it was mismanaged from the top to bottom from ever, ever since we've been covering it. Someone said the Beavers winning three baseball titles. Hard to win one with the weather and other issues up here, but three, damn impressive. Yeah. That's There's a good that. One. I like this one, the Kooks hosting game day. It was amazing. Oh, there you go. Again, going back to when, when things are rolling at Martin Stadium and Reeser, amazing environments. And the snow coming down and Gardner Minshew and all that. And, like, that's... If you're a Coug fan, I mean, outside, I mean, you've been to a couple, you you, you went to the Rose Bowl, um, you know, way back when, but <clears throat> that has to be one of the great Coug memories. Um, it, 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 it have finally, after all that time, getting to host it and having that environment and the win, that's that's awesome. Somebody said Texas USC for all the marbles will still be the greatest ever Pac-10. Yeah, national championship. Well, that was certainly high level. You got Vince Young. <laughs> uh, and, 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 you know, the... USC still had no business losing that game. No business yeah, whatsoever. Won. Here's somebody who says Kenny Wheaton, Marcus Heisman, and Oregon v. Auburn. There you go. Yeah. His wrist being down. Although I still love that Duck fan seems to believe that if his wrist was down that you win that game. Guaranteed. One, it was tied, and two, Auburn was marching. So Guaranteed. That's a dub. New. They were they were champs. <laughs> they do act like that. Like Oregon fan has this. Well, he was down and we won. No, no, you didn't. He was down. He was down. And they would have won. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. Um, here is a text. It says, um, where'd that go? When I think of the Pac-12 demise, I think of the COVID year and how it displayed that between school administrators, politicians, and civic leaders, sports just don't matter as much on the West Coast. Right or wrong, the rest of the country found a way to will their season to happen out here. Whether you agree with it or not, the message was clear that it just means less. Yeah, there's an element to that. I just hate that when you think of the Pac-12 that a lot of negative comes up. Because there is a lot of positive. I understand why the negative does, but it's just, it's, it is disappointing that... that those things are at the front of people's minds because there is a, a really, really great history in this conference and amazing players and Heisman trophies and all Americans and unbelievable. I mean, quarterback play um, going all the way back from, you know, to, to John Elway. I mean, it's just, it, it was, it was an amazing run. And I, in some ways I can't believe that it's, that it's over. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's, a weird, surre- it? it's a surreal thing. Somebody said, I remember all the Joey Harrington billboards. Yeah. Here's a Pac-12 memory. USC Cal game in the middle of the Trojans dynasty. Aaron Rodgers breaks the record for most consecutive completed passes, one of the best games of all time. And Jeff Tedford is one of the most underrated names in conference history. Yeah. 
That's that's a great. You know, that's a whole segment we could do. Most underrated names in Pac-12, Pac-10, or 12 history. Tedford certainly has it, and, and Cal, uh, which is now kind of irrelevant. But those Cal teams, you know, for the you know they, they had some really you know from Marshawn Lynch to Javed Best and Deshaun Jackson and Aaron Rodgers and um, I mean, there, there was some there's some good talent that came through some of those some of those Cal teams. And I'll think about, too, the Stanford run they had. Yeah, for, that for, one jumps out, for too. For 10 to 12 years where Stanford never quite got over the hump and got to play for a national title and should have won a Heisman Trophy, um, maybe two of them between Toby Gerhardt and, and Christian McCaffrey, but little old crappy smart Stanford. Stanford went on a run there. Those You mentioned the Chip Kelly days. Stanford and, and, and Oregon – uh, during the, that Chip Kelly run, that was pretty cool. The the blur offense versus we're just going to be physical and beat you up. That was phenomenal. Well, and I think the Stanford run was memorable because of how they played. Like yeah. that was not your typical West Coast football. No, it was Big Ten type football. Yes, and that was exciting. It the was juxtaposition like, between that and Oregon yeah, was, cool. was awesome. Yeah, I, I, that, you're right. Those Stanford runs were great. Mm-hmm. I've got a really prominent memory. Jason Fife taking over the Oregon quarterback position after Joey Harrington left and then leading the team to a 4-0 record. And Michigan's on my mind, of course. But they beat the Lloyd Carr-led Michigan Wolverines. And then that quote that Lloyd Carr had, uh, what, what was it? The loudest stadium I've ever been in, referring to Autzen. That led to Fife getting on the cover of Sports Illustrated. I still what? got it on my wall. Yeah, Jason Fife was on the cover of a Sports Illustrated really? magazine. Yes, you go back, you look, says, like, uh, who's who's big, 4-0, had, like, a little quack-quack in parentheses. So I will never forget that because it seems like after, you know, Oregon missing out and going to the Fiesta Bowl instead of the national championship with Joey into that 4-0 record, I think the Ducks were, like, 7th or 8th in the country at that point, It you could feel it was the start of kind of a thought that Oregon could be a national brand, even hmm. then in 2004. Well, I don't if you told me that Jason Fife was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, I would say I would yeah. bet any amount of money that would not have been I'm, the case. I mean, I'll bring it in. I'm sure you can no, find I, it. I believe you. Like, I'm bring, I'll just, bring in the actual issue. No, I still Chelsea, we're, we're okay. I, Go Ducks. I'm just saying. interested that you have a Jason Fife cover on your wall. Well, it's a Duck many, fan. How many Duck? It's Mariota. It's Fife. It's Harrington. Or sorry, it's uh, Herbert. Like, who else has been on a cover of Sports Illustrated doesn't as a mean duck. It doesn't mean it should be on your wall. <laughs> You're a jerk. Pac-12 memory, drunk Sark, all time. That was amazing. Yeah, on the USC. House Sark. He was all pilled up. Uh, get ready to bleep final. <laughs> Let's yeah, go. That was, that was interesting. Dave Nermo's disbound on the on the pommel horse for a perfect 10 carrying OSU to the Pac-12 <laughs> gymnastics chip. I remember the yeah. o, I remember the O for Washington season. Um, yeah. Ooh. How about the somebody brought up the the Cougs uh, Huskies Apple Cup for a shot at the league championship game in the snow? Yeah, it was five years ago. Yep, that was and, good. And they had a Mike uh, Mike Leach had a uh, a Washington that. problem. They got smacked around. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of highs, a lot of lows. There's just there's a, a lot of good ah! memories in this conference, and and it'll it'll be really weird next year. And I know we haven't been since COVID, uh, but I think Dirt and Sprague have gone down to it, but. When next year, when the media days roll around, the idea of going to the Big Ten media day, that is, will be very weird. That'll be very weird covering Big Ten football. Because next year, we will- Who are you going to fart on? It's a good question. Ryan Day? I'm thinking Ferris. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. I promise you this. If we go to Big Ten media day for the first time, there's one thing, and I one... think Dirt and Sprague should go. I just like to put that out there. <laughs> I kind of want to go to one. I, I, Where I, is it? I'm not going to Indy. 
I'm assuming it's it's I'm not yeah, going there. Let me look this up. Get out of here with that. I think we should go to the Big Ten Media Day. I don't. One time. Yes. No. Because if we go. No. I am wearing one thing and one thing only. Your to, punt sweatshirt? I will be wearing my punt sweatshirt. Does anyone have the balls to interview Ferentz while wearing his punt sweatshirt? Because I do. I farted on Clay Helton, and damn it, I'll wear my punt sweatshirt to the Big Ten Media Day. Look up where it is. I'm looking right now. See, see where it's at. If they send us to that, we're flying first class. <laughs> on the, uh, on the, the, uh, the company dime. Well, yeah, I'm not paying for it. I don't think the company is either. We need to get that uh, sponsored. Yeah, it's in, it's in Indy. Yeah, see, I'm Lucas out. Oil Stadium. I'll meet you there. How about that? <laughs> Home of the company. Be surprised when I don't show up. <laughs> uh, the club is next on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 